You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. This is Father Vosick, your host, Real Presence Live for today. Uh, it is time for straight talk. What does that mean? That means I'm just going to be real upfront and honest about whatever it is that you want to ask me. You can call 877-795-0122 and you can ask any question. You can be as mean as you want to be. You can be as tricky as you want to be. You can be as stumpy as you want to be to try to trip me up and trick me or whatever you want. Uh, you're going to get the straight answer today. I'm not saying it's going to be the right answer because uh, who knows? Maybe I'm not even a good teacher of the Catholic faith. I think I am. I feel that I have a pretty good training. I have four years of philosophy and humanities. I have three years of theology and another two years of beyond that with regard to uh, theology. So I have five years of theology. I have a two and a half year interdisciplinary uh, degree in philosophy, theology, and psychology. Um, but, you know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the topic for today is the feast days of all saints and all souls. The feast days of all saints and all souls. The whole, the whole, the whole gamut. So you've got the, the vigil, of All Saints, which is called All Hallows' Eve, which uh, I guess I guess some people call it Halloween. I don't. I call it All Hallows' Eve because that's what it is. It's the Vigil of All Saints, of course. Um, so we've got that. Some people got questions. I was actually just on a phone call with my niece. Uh, well, phone call means text messaging. You know, that's what that means these days. So I was texting back and forth with my niece, and she was one. She said, "Uncle Father Craig." Um. My social media is blowing up with people saying that Christians cannot celebrate Halloween. And she's like, is this true? She's a, fresh, she's a sophomore in college. She's like, is this true? I've never heard this before. And if so, this is really sad because I love Halloween. So this was her question. So we had a great chat about that. You want to talk more about that? We sure can. So, maybe, is Halloween bad? You can ask that question. We can talk about it. I can tell you what I told my niece, but I'm not just going to tell you. you got to ask. you got to call in, 877-795-0122. What else could we talk about today? We could talk about some saints. Why in the world do we have a feast of all the saints? Don't we already have a bunch of feast days of saints throughout the year? Well, sure we do. You want to hear more about that? I can tell you. What else we got? We got a Feast of All Souls. That's coming up. Well, what's the difference? What's the difference between All Saints Day and All Souls Day? Big difference, actually. Massive difference. We can talk about that. You could call in 877-795-0122. So, what's up, people? You call in. You call in, we can talk about. What's another question that might come up? Well, what's purgatory? No idea. Don't even ask me. I've never heard of it. Just kidding. We can talk about purgatory. We can see what's going on here. Um, what else could we ask? Can we celebrate Halloween? What is purgatory? Um, why do we even have these days at all? 
What does it matter? You can ask any of these questions. This is Straight Talk with Father Craig Vosick on Real Presence Live, 877-795-0122. You can go ahead and call in. That'll be fantastic. I'll tell you what. Um, I love celebrating feast days. I absolutely love celebrating feast days. I make sure, I make a point of it. Whenever there's a, a feast day, so there's a difference, right? There's, there's what we call normal days. Uh, they're actually called ferial days. I don't know why. Ferial must mean something. Like, it's the days that the fairies, I don't know. Ferial, I think, comes from some Latin word that means, like, normal or ordinary or non-feast. You know, it's like normal day. So anyway, any day that there's not a saint... Uh, you know, if you go to Mass and the priest is wearing a green vestment, okay, it's just like a non-saint day. But then we have memorials where we're remembering one of the saints, um, but kind of just, you know, we're just bringing them to mind and maybe saying a couple prayers, whatever. And then there's feast days, uh, which is more than a memorial. The feast day is a day where it's like, okay, we want to we want to really pay attention. Uh, we want to sing the Gloria, uh, and on those kinds of days, it's it's great to you know really honor um, the saint or the feast with uh, with some sort of celebration in your life, I don't, whatever that might be. Maybe a, I, I usually like to have get together with a friend or something, and maybe have a a dessert or a glass of wine or whatever the thing might be to celebrate. You know, say s- certain prayers, uh, spiritual realities, whatever that might be. So that's a feast day. It's it's bigger than a memorial. We're we're drawing higher attention for whatever reason, the import of the saint in our time, or in the in the area, or whatever thing. And then we have solemnities, and this is this is just like the highest, highest, highest level. Uh, and a solemnity means it's a solemn day, right? So uh, that means it's it's everything is in on this thing. So we want to celebrate this thing to the max. We want the entire day to be to be. Um, to be colored by this this festival, this this commemoration, this this celebration of this of the saint to this reality, and so uh, All Saints Day is a solemnity. Uh, it's this of the highest the highest celebration in the church's year. There's probably like how many solemnities are there? Maybe I'm going to say there's 15 solemn. Apart from Sundays, every Sunday is a solemnity. But apart from Sunday, I'm going to say there's like 15 solemnities throughout the year. I don't even know if that's right or not. I didn't look it up. Um, but anyway, that's what a solemnity is. Um, and so All Saints Day is a solemnity. So on the Feast of All Saints, which is coming up on November 1st, the church is asking every faithful Christian to celebrate in a big way the festival, the solemnity of All Saints Day. Uh, so go to Mass. Like, that's a great way to celebrate a solemnity. Go to Mass. Uh, what else? Pay attention to the to the feast. Do some reading. Do some reflection. Do some prayer. Uh, spend some time. Have a nice meal. Take some time out of the day to just rejoice with uh, friends and family and whoever else. Um, do these beautiful things. In fact, some solemnities uh, are so important that we call them holy days of obligation. So it's not just that it's a solemnity and we're celebrating in a big way and it's got the creed and the glory and all these different things are going on and, you know, lots of uh, ceremony at the Mass and whatnot. And we're supposed to celebrate it all day, but it's actually a holy day of obligation where uh, we are all told, it's time to go to Mass. Like, you just have to go to Mass because this is so important for us. We need you to go to Mass here. So um, that's a solemnity and that's a solemnity of obligation. 
Um, and All Saints Day actually is one of those days. All Saints Day is a holy day of obligation, typically. Now, if you're in a diocese during COVID, uh, where there's uh, there's no mass, um, what am I trying to say? There's no requirement to go to mass right now. The obligation has been lifted. Well, then it's not a holy day of obligation um, because the the mandate has been lifted during COVID, you know. So anyway, but it's still it's still a solemnity. It's still a big deal, and it's still great to go to mass if you can. Absolutely. Uh, very wise thing to do. So that's the solemnity of all saints. All souls is not a solemnity, but we can talk about that in a little bit. We've got a question here. You can call in 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. This is straight talk. That means you can ask any question. You can call and you can say any comment you want. You can go on Facebook. Uh, you can just call in with your question. You don't want to be on the air. You can call and say, no, I want to be on the air with this guy and I want to, I want to ask my question. Well, you can do that. Go ahead. 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two. The feast of all saints and all souls. Uh, heaven, saints, memorials, cemeteries, um, purgatory, death, whatever you want, resurrection, whatever you want to talk about with regard to these things, you can ask. You got another question that's burning? Go ahead and ask it, even if it's off topic. If we have time, we'll get to it. All right. So we got a question. Um, hey, Rosemary, are you on the line? Yes, hi, Father Vasek. I have hi. a question. Um, the other day I was listening to Father Wade Menezes on Real Presence Radio. He spoke about when our body separates from our soul after we die. When after Then our body is reunited with our soul. After we go to heaven, do we fully see Jesus with both our body and soul, our whole body and our soul, or just does our body separate from our soul? Uh, yeah, gr- this is a great question, Rosemary. So, uh, are you asking at the moment of our death, let's say when our when our soul is united with God uh, in heaven, is our body and soul there, or yes, are you talking? After we, are you talking at the end of after, time when our body heaven, is reunited? After we're in heaven, mm-hmm. right? After after we're in heaven, are, like we're here, we're here on earth right now, the way we are, you know, in our body. Right. Is that how we visualize Jesus when we when we see Jesus in the beatific vision? Right, great. This is a great question. Uh, in fact, I, f- I, um, when I was doing my licentiate uh, examination, so I have a 70-minute a te- teaching exercise with four faculty members uh, at the Pontifical University, where I had to, I had to give a 30-minute presentation on a topic. My topic was on uh, heaven, on beatific vision, and on hope. So you're asking a question that that I, I spoke at, at for length. I spent spent two years studying this question at the University of Rosemary. So you're asking me a great question. I love it. Uh, but then the last 30, the last 30 minutes of the teaching exercise was them, the uh, the various doctorate uh, professors from the various disciplines at the university, then asking me further penetrating questions on the topics, and they absolutely grilled me, and it was terrifying, because they got into all sorts of like, well, Father Bosick, with regard to the beatific vision and the intellectual apprehension of the faculty of the soul with regard to the eye of the blah, 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 and they're just going on, I'm like, oh my gosh, because they have doctorates for 20 years and I don't have a doctorate yet, you know, so they were really getting after me. So I can't answer the way that they would answer you, but I can tell you this, uh, the way that we say things now, 
through the external senses of our body, or the, so our eyes, or we also have ears, you know, all of our external senses, the five external senses. Uh, we also have, and it's really important to remember that we also have internal senses, just as we have external senses. When we're in school, we only learn about the external senses. For some reason, they don't tell us about the internal senses. We have an internal sense, uh, the intellect, the internal sense of the will of affection, of memory, of understanding, uh, these different in- interior senses of the human person, which are, uh, which are sort of what our soul makes use of when our soul is, when our soul is acting. So the soul makes use of our internal senses of the, the intellect, the understanding, the memory, and the internal sense of the will, uh, with, uh, with regard to volition and affection. And that's like where you get the emotions kind of connected. So all these different things that are happening within, uh, the, the human person. So, Right now, in our earthly bodies, the primary way of seeing uh, is through our external sense called the eye, right? Um, but we also have the internal sense of the intellect, which St. Paul and others in the, in the scriptures speak about the true seeing, the seeing of faith, the seeing of the intellect, uh, where we come to understand truth and apprehend realities. Uh, this is a deeper way of seeing. Uh, rather than just what's coming through the external sense of my eye apprehending external stimuli or whatever that might be. So there's two different realities that are seeing. We could say quote-unquote seeing. Uh, one is the eye and the other is the intellect. And so, um, and the intellect is a much more profound way of seeing. Um, so this is, this is the way that we're going to see in heaven is with our intellect. Um, and it's, so it's different than with the eye. Um, so when I die, uh, I finish my purgatory. If I need my purgatory and I'm, I'm privileged to be able to go to heaven, uh, my soul will be in heaven. My soul will not have eyes or ears or mouth or um, skin or anything, no sense of touch or, or, or taste or anything like that. It's just the invisible, incorporeal soul that's in heaven. The body is t- still here on earth uh, until the resurrection. Um, so I will be seeing God who is invisible. Um, I will be seeing God with my intellect, which is a true way of seeing, a deeper way of seeing, but it will be the seeing of the intellect. Uh, and the intellect will apprehend in a spiritual way God who is a spiritual reality. Um, so that's how we're going to be seeing in the beatific vision um, until our body is reunited. When our body is reunited at the general resurrection at the end of time, then our body and our soul will be put back together, but in a spiritual manner. It's a real manner, but it's not like in the earthly re- regular manner, right? So the way that um, the way that Jesus before his crucifixion and after his resurrection, very different uh, way of being. He was uh, he was at, he took on a real human nature in his earthly life. In his passion, his death, and his resur- in his passion, his death, that all came to an end, uh, buried in the ground. In the resurrection, he took his same body back to himself, but in a totally different mode. He did not take it back in this, in this, in the same sort of uh, corruptible or uh, more, uh, capable of mortality, limited sort of we could say natural way that all humans have their body. He took. He didn't just take a re- a, a, a resuscitated body. He took a resurrected body, uh, and so it was a, it's a spiritual body that Jesus has taken on. It's still a real body. It, it was really his body, but now it has been transformed into a spiritual glorified body. Um, so he has that in heaven, 
uh, seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, we will also have that. We will have our same body. God will put it back all together, put it back to us, but it won't be just a, a resuscitated, put back together body. It will be a resurrected, glorified, spiritual body. This is St. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, and so when that's all put back together, the we will have no need of the external senses. We will have them. We will have the external sense of the eye, the external sense of the ear, the external sense of taste. We'll have all those external senses, but those aren't going to be the, we won't need them because we will, it'll be our glorified spiritual body. And so we will still see God, uh, not with the external senses of our eye. We will still see God, even though we have our body, we'll still see God with our intellect in a, in a true, perfect way of seeing. Uh, so it is a very different, this is a very long answer. I'm sorry, Rosemary, uh, but it is a very different no, way. I know. It's very, it's very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> okay. Well. Thank you very much. Yes, you're very welcome, Rosemary. Thank you, you for. You, I hope you did. I hope you did your dissertation on that. I did. Well, part of it was on that because it was uh, the virtue of hope with regard to eschatology and, and the resurrection. So there was a lot of that on that. So, but I love talking about it, and I'm so glad you asked such a wonderful question today. Well, if I lived if I lived in Bismarck, you did a class on. I live in South Dakota, but if I would live in Bismarck, you did a class on. I'd come to your class. Oh, there a lot of people would go to that class. People are fascinated, Rosemary, uh, with uh, with heaven and what's really going to go on here because they hear goofy things and they don't even know. My niece was absolutely flabbergasted. Uh, she's grown up as a Catholic. She's learning all these different things her whole life. She was flabbergasted last year when she said, "Wait a second, what happens to our body after?" Like, what happens to our body? And I was like, well, it gets reunited to your soul. And she's like, I've never heard this. Why have I never heard this? And she was fascinated by the topic. So we had a great conversation. She was very ecstatic about it and got very excited about heaven. So anyway, Rosemary, God bless you. Have a great day. You too, Father Rastic. Wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, that's coming up, isn't it? All right, 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. You can ask awesome questions like Rosemary from South Dakota. It's a really fantastic question on um, the resurrected body and the way of seeing God and the beatific vision. I got completely grilled, completely grilled on that uh, topic and uh, the, one of the professors, a, a Dominican sister from, um, uh, where was she from? Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, she was teaching in Rome at the time. And uh, I had never had her in class, but she was very sharp. And she said, Father Vasek, question. St. Thomas Aquinas situates the uh, intellectual apprehension of the soul in the second part of the Summa Theologica with regard to the mediation of the blood. <laughs> she just kept going. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then she asked a question based on all these presuppositions. She says, so where is it? Is it in this faculty or this faculty of the intellectual apprehension of the soul with regard to the mediation of the thing? And I'm like... Oh, that's a great question, sister. And then I just like went back to something I did know and just started there. And she's like, that doesn't answer my question. I'm like, well, that's what I can say so far. Because I was told in my preparation for this exam, never say you don't know. Just say something that you do know and hope that they move on. So she kept coming back, and I was like, well, that's all I can say right now, <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what else to say. Uh, but there's a lot that can be said, and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding uh, and a lot of... Um, a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of uh, trouble with regard to all of this. So, everybody, the phone number is 
795-0122. You can call in for Straight Talk today. We're talking about the Feast of All Saints, the Feast of All Souls. Is Halloween bad? What is purgatory? Why do we honor these people? We can do any of these things. We sure can. But you got to call. you got to talk to me. Well, let me go back to this uh, conversation I had with my niece. Uh, she's texting me and she's she's asking, you know, fa- Father C- Uncle Father Craig, um, my social media is blowing up and I can't celebrate Halloween and I'm really upset about this. I thought, because Halloween's like my favorite. So uh, she was worried, really worried. As I said, well, I, I don't think, I don't know what's going on in your social media because I'm not paying attention to your social media, but um, there, I think there's probably a lot of confusion out there because... As we, as I said at the beginning here, Halloween is just a, uh, another way of saying All Hallows' Eve. Halloween comes from Hallows' Eve. And it's the evening before All the Holy Ones, All Saints' Day. So it's just, it's just another way of saying it's the vigil of All, all Saints' Day. Um, that's all that Halloween really means, in a way. Uh, it's just like a, another way of saying it. we could say that. Um, but there's two different realities that we have to be very clear about. There is the, um, the evening preparation for the Solemnity of All Saints, which has a vigil with beautiful prayers, uh, beautiful evening uh, prayers at the church, uh, various commemorations and honoring of saints, litanies, and all these other beautiful things. Uh, that's the evening vigil of All Saints Day, the prior, prior to the day. Then there is uh, the sort of celebration of all the different saints, uh, where people maybe dress up like uh, various different saints or angels or various different spiritual, beautiful, you know, glorified spiritual creatures, uh, you know, angels, saints, you know, whatever else. I guess that's kind of it, actually. Um, And... Uh, that's beautiful. That's wonderful because then we're remembering all the saints and all the different things that are going on uh, and making it very special. Then there is also this other thing where people just dress up as random things and go get candy from everybody. Okay, well, what's that all about? I'm not actually sure what that's all about. You have to ask somebody else who knows something more than I do. But going around dressed up as random random things like a tooth fairy or, or a basketball player or all these different things and going and collecting candy has nothing to do with All Saints Day. Um, and so it's just neutral. It's like, whatever, you want to dress up as something weird and go and get some candy? No problem at all. Then there's another thing, which is where you decide to say, hey, uh, how about we, how about we think about all of the different spirits that are out there, uh, and like figure out ways to be in contact with them and start talking about, uh, uh, talk, talking, trying to get the dead to rise from their graves and talking to various things and, and talking to evil spirits and devils and uh, dark things and witches and goblins and ghouls and all these other things that people are like, yeah, let's do that. Well, that's creepy. Not only is it creepy, it's dangerous for your soul to be messing around with this kind of stuff uh, because it's real. It's not just, it's not just playing around, actually. Um, I don't know how many times I've had people, well, I shouldn't say, it. it hasn't been like a lot, a lot of times, but it's been at least 10 times, and I've only been a priest for 10 years, where someone has come into my office and they've sort of been admitting that they're having these troubles and they're feeling afflicted and they feel like there's a, a spirit bothering them or whatever these things are, and we go through a questionnaire sort of thing and they admit, yeah, I used a Ouija board, I just thought it was something, I just thought it was something uh, innocent. I'm like, why would you think that uh, invoking uh, s- 
random spirits and hoping that they will magically move your hands on a board, uh, why would you think that that's innocent? Like why? Like who? Who helped you think that that was innocent? That's terrible. If uh, if commercial America somehow made the Ouija board seem like it's innocent, it's not innocent at all. And so I've had to go and like throw Ouija boards away, destroy them, say prayers to deliver people from any afflicting uh, afflicting spirits that are bothering them. Um. So, uh, yeah. So that part, if you, if that's what Halloween is, yeah, that's bad. I mean, that's not what Halloween should be. Halloween should not be sort of the invocation of all the dark spirits of the lower regions of the earth, uh, infernal realities. I mean, that's just not cool at all. So anyway, this is, uh, this is the part of Halloween that we have to reject. And so if people are saying you can't, you're not supposed to celebrate Halloween. Well, that's, that's true. You should not celebrate, uh, dark magic, incantations, witches and ghouls and evil spirits. Absolutely shouldn't celebrate that or anything that makes them seem okay or anything that makes them seem playful or fun. Uh, so if you're going to go out for Halloween, you should definitely not uh, dress up like a devil. You should definitely not dress up like a, uh, some sort of dark spirit. You should definitely not uh, do those kinds of things because that's a, almost a glorification of that which ought not be uh, glorified at all. So that's the distinction that I got to make with my niece, and she was very pleased because what she wanted to do was just kind of have a little party, have some candy, and do whatever else. She wasn't going to get involved in this dark stuff. So no problem at all. Keep, keep All Saints Day as All Saints Day, please. we got a couple minutes left here, 877-795-0122. Uh, definitely want to say this, uh, November 1st through November 9th, um, is it November 1 through November 9 or November 1 through November 8? I think it's November 1 through November 8. It's the octave. Um, the church gives a plenary indulgence every single day during those days. I think this is very important. Most people don't know about this. I don't know why not. There's a plenary indulgence every single day, November 1st through November 8th, that, uh, the faithful can gain for someone who has died. Not for yourself, but for someone who has died. Uh, if you go to a cemetery uh, on those days, if you go to the cemetery and you say a prayer for uh, those who have died, you can gain a plenary indulgence for someone who has died uh, so that the, purg- the purgation that is necessary for them, the Lord will take care of it all and admit them fully into his divine presence. It's absolutely beautiful gift of Holy Mother Church exercising the keys of the kingdom to bind and to loose, to allow, uh, to be so merciful and so generous uh, to, the, to the faithful. <clears throat> so, we've got the phone number here, 877-795-0122. We're coming to the end of our time, um, but maybe you can sneak something in. We can get to it in the next hour. We've got a question here I can't answer. Uh, I have no idea. The Mexican Katrina's shell dance, I've never even heard of it. Also known as a skull dance, I've never heard of it. Uh, so listener, whoever you are out there, I've never even heard of this thing. So, uh, if I haven't heard of it, it's probably not Catholic, but I'm not from Mexico. So maybe there's something great going on in Mexico and I just, uh, don't know. I don't know anything about it. So everybody, uh, enjoy your all saints day. Absolutely. Holy day, beautiful, holy day, solemnity. It's always beautiful. Have a feast, celebrate, join with friends and family, pray in Thanksgiving for all the saints that we have in Holy Mother Church. And uh, pray also for all the souls of those who have died, especially those over the last year, to bring, uh, to bring them to the mercy, mercy seat of God. 
All right, everybody. That was Straight Talk. Are you searching for Christian maturity? Stay tuned for our next interview on Real Presence Live. We'll be talking about how to search for Christian maturity. Stay with us. Stay with us.